Welcome to this week's episode of the Cinema Club Podcast, the Broadcaster Podcaster. I'm your host, Jack Goulet, and I'm joined today by Killian Harper and Matt Keeler. Hello. What's up? Uh, we're going to be discussing Steve McQueen's latest film, Widows, uh, starring Viola Davis, among many other stars. Um, we will be discussing spoilers, so you have been warned. All right, so this film... Uh, all right, so... This film, uh, the screenplay was written um, by Steve McQueen and the writer who did Gone Girl. They they turned it into this format, but it was a TV miniseries. I didn't know that um, prior in like 1983. I guess it was uh, a TV miniseries. I didn't um, know that either. But so initial thoughts. We were talking about um, before when we were seeing it, how it felt like there were like three different movies in one movie. Uh-huh. And I I think that was my biggest problem with it. I think it was a really I mean the story had some some weird um, there was some weird choices made as far as like the twists and turns mm-hmm. and maybe some cliches. But I I overall liked the movie. What about you guys? Uh, I I didn't really like how um, the Liam Neeson that was this is my biggest gripe. The Liam Neeson character I thought was used very poorly. Um, I thought he had a great setup, but uh, I won't go into it right now, but I just thought um, the twist later on in the movie just didn't land for me at all. Um, and, and like you, I thought the plot was very, very scattered. scattered. Um, and it c- yeah, it kind of felt like a few movies packed into one. Yeah. Like It seems like Steve McQueen had a lot of great ideas that he didn't know how to cohesively put together. Yeah. I, I Well, like with the whole reveal that um, Liam Neeson's character still alive. Well, okay. Well, so we should just you know whatever. If someone, if anyone's listening to this, they probably don't care anyway, or they already know this. But like, we the whole idea is spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but the whole idea is her husband Liam Neeson had this crew of guys. They committed a heist and they died. The van exploded, right? So then, she. The whole thing for me was like. The twist is okay. He ends up being alive at the end, and he kind of, like, basically killed his crew because he set up the explosion and stuff. But there were so many flashbacks and, like, moments where she was just, she was wishing he was there, or she, like, there's a part where she's looking out. A lot of mourning. Yeah, and, and so when he appears in the other woman's house... I kind of it didn't register in in the sense that like I thought it was just like a weird delusion. <laughs> well, I I thought it was um I thought it was a good idea to have him betray his crew. I thought that was actually really cool. Um but it w- they didn't earn the the twist of having him be like living with that other woman. Yeah. Um th- I just don't think they earned that. And like when when he at the end when he finally like sees Viola Davis in person um, that was such a quick encounter and like they had been building the whole movie they'd been like building towards the reunion of them I I just don't think it stuck at all no I agree with uh, what Jack said on that one that it really didn't register because at first when you see him in in that uh, other woman's house you're just kind of like oh is this another vision flashback or whatever but then once it does register you're like ah gotcha yeah I, and i also didn't get the whole um i understood that uh viola davis's character her dog was barking at 
what was behind this door, right? So she Probably smell him and or something. Yeah, and she saw what ended up being his flask on the, the, um, the table there. But I, I didn't remember – that's the other thing, too, is, like, this movie's pretty long. I mean, it's, like, two hours and ten minutes or something. So there's a lot, and there's so much packed into it that, like, like you were saying, like, they didn't really earn that payoff because it just wasn't enough to even really remember like oh that was his flask or whatever like it took me a while to yeah to comprehend (laughs) but that could have just been me not you know paying attention or whatever but no it was a bit confusing i mean i I understood what it was when the dog was scratching on the door um but i'm pretty sure they didn't even show that flask until that scene that was the first time they ever showed it i think um well they mentioned it i don't know if they showed it they showed well they showed it like five ten minutes later like him using it or something like that uh, or like her giving it she to him, it to him or something, yeah. yeah something like that um but they showed it after the fact it should have been i feel like it should have been the other way around they showed it before and then like later on then you know what it is i think they mentioned it early in the film i just i can't remember when because i i saw the flask and i was like oh that's his flask like i, I knew it was so okay. yeah I, I, but i also didn't get why he was staying with her i guess they had a kid together yeah this other woman and then he was taking shelter there, but her husband died in the thing. Yeah, I was I was a little confused by that, so I, I assumed they were just having an affair. Um, but and uh, she probably led her ex, well not ex husband, but late husband, to believe that that was his child. Um, while in reality it was Liam Neeson's char- right. character's uh, child, but. I I thought the whole like storyline with Viola Davis and Liam Neeson's um, son that dies about like midway or like late like two thirds of the way through the movie, um, or they like show his death. Right, um, right, right. Like I I just thought that like whole plot line was a little like not confusing but just messy. like uh, it was all over the place. It's a little forced, I felt. Yeah, because like to add more dramatic tension. Okay, so like he had okay, just so I understand, he had a kid with Viola Davis. Yeah. Um, he grew up, he gets shot by the, the police officer. Um, and so like out of guilt or something, he has a, another child, but like a white child. I'm, I, I'm confused. I feel like there's like an underlying like message or like theme there, but I just, I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, so, well, even with like the, um, the whole, the, the killing of, of their son or whatever, like. They didn't explicitly say when it was. I think they were just... They had the um, Obama posters in the back, mm. which was, like, led you to believe, like, it was... Well, they showed ago. they showed the tombstone that said, um, oh, did like, 1989 to 2008. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I get, yeah. Um, no, but, but it was a lot of that, like, flashbacks and stuff that just... It, it didn't... Uh, it didn't really serve the plot in any way. And I, I mean, I also feel like it, it, the movie didn't know whether it wanted to be a political statement or a crime film or... Yeah, I was know. so confused. I, you said it, I think you leaned over and said it to me in the film um, or while we were watching, and you said, are they ever going to get to the heist? Because yeah. the heist, there was almost... No, I mean, like, there were mentions of it, but, like, there was no plan... I would not call this a heist movie. There was, like, no, no. planning leading up to it except no. for, like, the last, like... 30 minutes of the movie maybe was used well, for that like were they were they even gonna rob um what was his name jack mulligan 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because they went into that safe room and got all the yeah, but they did rob money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But were was that the original plan that Liam Neeson's character was gonna do when he left behind the? I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think he was just double crossing everyone, because like he was he was friends with the Mannings, I think, and then he stole their money. Right. And, and then, then and then he and then when money. he's on the boat with Jack Mulligan, he's acting like he's his friend, but then he wanted to steal his money as well. Right. Yeah. No, but um, that scene had some like really good tension though when they yeah. broke into the into his house it was like crazy it was oh yeah the heist was, was awesome but it was like a pretty simple they didn't have to do all these crazy things they had to add, enter the code and then they realized yeah. that numbers were upside down i mean it's not like my kind of heist movie it wasn't like mission impossible where there's like no. all this heist and crazy suspense and stuff yeah. but it was but like I a very it felt more like a real heist yeah, yeah no no that's true that's true i feel like you can't walk into the theater expecting a mission impossible type movie i though. didn't but like i expected more of what it was marketed as which is a heist movie and it that's instead true. it it felt like just a a bunch of these women like moping about their husbands and then doing this heist out of like guilt or like anger it it just well, felt forced I think I, I think I I understand that I, I think that the only thing that um, they painted as as kind of like driving the other women besides Viola Davis was that they needed money because they'd lost everything because their husbands gambled it away so they wanted they, they, well they didn't support their families or or get back on their feet so like but there, there weren't a lot of other i guess um oh what's her name the the tall blonde, blonde girl woman. <laughs> um hold on hang on hang on elizabeth uh debicki's character alice she um she was kind of like abused by her mother and stuff and so she wanted to show that she could do something and and she was also abused by John Bernthal's character right, early in the movie, yeah. um, and she mentions it a couple times throughout. Um, I think her her whole thing was like she was tired of just doing what everybody else told her to do. Right. So I kind of actually liked her motivation, um, and she stood up for herself at the end, like with that whole dating website or whatever that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually really liked her character, but um, Michelle Rodriguez's character I did not like. I thought she was like extremely obnoxious and like whiny the whole time like always complaining about something and she had like almost no motives at all That's what i was just thinking about is i i didn't i didn't um pick up on anything other than she had to support her kids which is i mean it's like fine but it seems a little flimsy right yeah to like try and pull off the heist of a political figure i mean yeah yeah no that that is where it's kind of all over the place. But I want to get more into the um, the more stylistic choices because that that really struck me about this film. The thing that struck me about this film is that Steve McQueen uses really interesting camera angles or just he has like these these subtle meanings and things. A lot of use of mirrors with like the reflections and like the two sides of a person. Were you saying that Matt? Like the yeah, there's, the oh, two there's sides two sides to every yeah. situation. Or there's a great shot at the end when um, Viola Davis and Elizabeth Debicki's characters are in the diner and they were saying, Viola Davis had said before, after this we're done, we're not friends, you know, we're just doing this and getting out and they run into each other. And it's like the way the mirrors are positioned, they're sitting on 
two opposite sides, but their the, their faces line up in the mirror, or like they're side by side. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was really really cool. Um, it was almost like a like a Dark Knight Rises moment where like they mention it earlier in the movie, and then later on they like see each other like after all the conflict right. is over, and then like it's all resolved between them. Yeah. Or Inception. Really cool. <coughs> or Inception. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. So, but the other the other one that we talked about was the. Um, the the scene where uh, Colin Farrell, Jack Mulligan, and his assistant are riding in a limo from this yeah. um, this public speaking thing to the 18th Ward back to his house. That was a very interesting yeah. tracking shot. It's just all. I don't know if I've ever car. seen anything like that. No, no I, was, I haven't. Was, I I was like, oh, there's gonna be like a car crash or something because yeah. it kept like turning. The camera would pan, but it was so perfectly timed. And I, now I don't know if they were in the actual limo doing the dialogue or if that was dubbed over probably dubbed it was probably like dubbed over for yeah. like timing and stuff but just the timing to have that and then he's still talking gets out of the car and they go into his house like it was so it was so cool the way that they weave together these scenes i noticed that too when when mulligan went to visit uh what was his opponent's name again um, uh jamal manning yeah when when he goes to their campaign center and they have this whole conversation and instead of cutting it just kind of they stay there and they keep going like yeah just a lot of these choices where i was like this is really this is really interesting well i also another um like camera choice they they like to hide a lot of the things from the audience so um like as an example i think maybe it's a is it a church or like a gym or something but these these two guys are like rapping in the in this like metal container or whatever in this locker room um, and it's just showing the locker room and you can't see them, but you just, you hear them. Yeah. And I wasn't sure at first if it was coming from the metal box or outside the room or they like, they were going to walk. Like when I, when I heard the bodyguard walk into the locker room, I thought maybe it was them walking in and you just heard them from before. But then like he comes in and he opens up the container and brings them out. Like I thought that whole sequence was great because yeah. it was like so mysterious, you know? Yeah. Not to mention the, um, the, the spinning, um, shot around the two guys when daniel oh well daniel kaluuya was probably my favorite part of the movie he's brutal character yeah Um, very good so yeah no okay so just to just to move it along here um the other theme that we i feel like we kept seeing was like you know it's not really like surprising but to go with like the widow theme is just like other loneliness and like there were a lot of like weird like affair things like even the woman that um elizabeth debecky's character was like dating or whatever there's a scene where she's like why do we never go to your house and i feel like that was kind of like oh he's actually married well he showed his true colors right that he yeah. didn't actually care yeah and there was that other guy that um that um michelle rodriguez went to visit who was the designer and he had lost his wife and there was that h- kind of whole weird scene. Yeah, pretty sad. I didn't, I didn't like Michelle Rodriguez in this movie. I didn't think she fit. To be like, I, I just really didn't enjoy her character at all. Um, the character of Alice, I thought was really good. Viola Davis's character was obnoxious, but I thought she was like very well written, actually. Yeah. Um, I think the performances are the best part of this film. Yeah, honestly, I, Viola Davis probably gives the best performance i'd say it's very emotional right I, but i feel like at the same time 
the performances are all really good individually, but in this big movie, like where you're putting all these great actors together, it's just like you get Robert Duvall in there with like it just it's just weird. Like you know what I mean? Like it felt like they didn't always mesh. Well, I didn't see any. I mean, like we didn't get much time between Liam Neeson and Viola Davis, but like I felt like there was like no chemistry there at all, like whatsoever. No, I, I it felt really well forced. It just when they reunited at the end or whatever, it was like he immediately was gonna kill her. Well, there was no emotional moment at all. Like he was so detached. Right. Yeah. It. I. I just didn't under like he. I. I get that he was like, kind of twisted and like turned on everybody, but there was like, no moment of like maybe they still had there was there was something like beneath all that like evil that he had like maybe he really did care for her. Right. But it was just like stone cold. Like he did not care at all. And there was no empathy or sympathy for his character whatsoever. Right. Well, with all that being said, we should mention this has a ninety-one percent, I think, currently on Rotten Tomatoes. It's gonna get it's gonna get Oscar buzz. I mean, of course, tis the season. Tis the season. Uh, Steve McQueen, of course, did Twelve Years a Slave, Hunger, and Shame, Shame. and Shame. Yes. Uh, anything? Uh, Probably other things, but those are most noteworthy. I was looking. He did some like music videos or something uh, so those are his best you. movies yeah. at least um very good films so all right overall thoughts um i'm gonna i'm gonna wait and hear what you guys have to say first for for score do you to give s- so you want us to give scores right now yeah yeah if you, if uh, you so like closing thoughts and scores um i i really really liked it while i was watching it um because i thought the twists worked in the movie right but after thinking about it um like a day later, two days later, um, Liam Neeson's character I thought was uh, weak. Um, Michelle Rodriguez's character I didn't like. Um, a couple of the twists didn't hit for me, um, but overall I thought most of the performances were great, and I thought it was like a, a really good emotional drama. Um, I'd give it an eight out of ten. Cool, Matt. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed this film. I thought. I really liked all the performances all around for uh, everyone in the film. Uh, besides the pacing issues it had and all the storylines it it, uh, it had within the film, I still thought it was a really good movie. I enjoyed myself in the theater. And, yeah, I'm going to go with a 9 out of 10. All right, I'm going to meet you guys in the middle. I'm going to go 8.5 out of 10. Um, I also thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, there are a lot of problems with it because it is kind of all over the place, but it, it was there's something about it that was so interesting to me just in the way it was shot. And even though it was kind of messy, it was cool to see a movie where you got all those storylines in one movie. Like, I don't know. I, there was something intriguing about it. So we'll see what happens with the uh, Oscar buzz. And uh, gentlemen, thank you, as always. Thank you. Take it easy.